what you're doing for eight hours a day, five days a week, aka your job, your profession, is this of your choosing? And if not, why? Why is it not? And how do we get closer to that? How do we get closer to you living a day-to-day life that feels like it is something that you're choosing? Because I will tell you, once you're doing that, once you're living a life that feels like it's of your choosing, my goodness, does the world seem to open up a bit more for you? Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind, and your path. So I'm excited to be back with you guys this week. A couple quick things before we get going with this week's topic, which is going to be all about unleashing your authentic path. Number one, I want to say thank you for bearing with me with a week off last week. I have been doing this podcast. I started the uh, Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast 46 weeks ago. And actually, it goes back further than that because there were a few months of planning before I ever even released my first podcast. But since I released my first podcast, there's been 46 weeks since episode one was released. And in that time... I have released a podcast at 44 out of the 46 weeks. So, you know, I'll say the first week when I took a break, I truly needed a break. I was spent. I had a lot going on. There was a lot of different directions I was being pulled. And I just could not find the time, to be honest, to record a podcast for the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast. This past week, when I didn't release a podcast, it was actually something completely different. And what was going on there is I will just say I was just having fun. I was just living life. And there was a big piece of me that was just saying, Christina, stay present. Stay present in this moment. I'm getting to hang out with friends or go do fun things outside with Cora because the weather is so beautiful. I'm also training for my half Ironman. So that's taking up a lot of my time. I totally had the time to squeeze in recording a podcast. But like I said, I, I listened to that voice inside my head that was saying, Hey, just be present. And Hey, it's okay. Right. That not releasing a podcast one week, isn't going to be the end of the making changes, breaking barriers podcast. People get it. Everything's going to be okay. And we will get right back to it next week. And guess what? Here we are. So like I said, I'm excited to be back with you guys again this week. I'm excited about this topic and I'm excited just to dive right into it. One more thing before we get started, I do want to say that if you have been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoying it, maybe you've been listening from the very beginning, like I said, 46 weeks ago when I released my first episode, or maybe you're new and that's totally okay, but you've listened to a few episodes and you are really enjoying it, you feel like it's resonating with you and it has been beneficial, I will ask you to please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can do this by going to the Making Changes Breaking Barriers podcast, scrolling all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see there's an area where it says that you can leave a review. Please leave a five-star review if you've been enjoying the podcast and a couple sentences just saying, you know, what the podcast has meant to you. I would greatly appreciate it. Not only is this just cool for me to see, to see the podcast growing, but it also allows these platforms to then go out and push the podcast to more people so I can get this message out to more and more people. This message of, hey, we all have the ability to create the life that we want to create. We all have the ability to to change if that's what we're needing to do. So 
if you could do that, leave a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic, which is going to be all about unleashing our authentic path. Okay. And in order to do this, a lot of the times what we need to do, or at least one part of the process is we need to become unbound from the status quo. And I'm going to get into more in depth about what that means. And actually I'm going to tell you my three keys to unleashing this authentic path I keep talking about. So Cora and I were on a walk today. It's one of our favorite things to go on walks. We take our dogs and we walk around town. We love the town that we live in. So we just really enjoy this activity together. And it always seems to bring up these deeper conversations than we tend to have when we're, let's say, just sitting on the couch watching TV. When we find that we get ourselves out into nature, we're active, we're away from our phones, we tend to have these conversations that feel truly meaningful and they feel a bit deeper than normal. And what we were talking about today is the status quo and more specifically, we were talking about consumerism and the role consumerism plays on our society today. There is this thought process that is built into all of us because of the world that we live in these days to always want more. The salary that we once had that felt like a great salary no longer feels like a great salary. It feels like too little. The house that we once had that was once our dream home no longer feels like the right house anymore. It feels too little. The clothes that we have no longer feel like the right clothes. We want something new and stylish and up to date and so on and so on, right? This can this can kind of apply to anything that we're doing. That iPhone 10 that we have now feels super outdated, even though that's the 10th edition of the iPhone. But it has now been years since that's released and there's been five new editions or four new editions or whatever it is. You guys get the point. And what we were talking about on our walk was even when we are consciously thinking about this consumerism and this idea that more is always going to be better and we always want more, it is still really hard to fight, right? Even when we acknowledge the status quo, even when we acknowledge in this case consumerism, it's still like pulls us in, right? There's still something inside of us that's like, I know this is happening. I know that there isn't, you know, this isn't all positive, but for some reason I still want this. I was telling Cora in my situation, I was saying, you know, if tomorrow someone gave me $3 million, okay, I'm going to backtrack for a second. This house that we live in here in Bend, we love, okay? And, and to some extent, we would say it's our dream home right now. It's kind of exactly what we wanted. It's like walking distance to things. We love our backyard. It's not a big home, right? It's relatively small, actually, compared to a lot of other homes in this town. But we love it. It feels very perfect for what we have going on. Now, here's the thing, though. If someone gave me $3 million tomorrow, I was telling Cora, it'd be really hard for me to not say, okay, wait a minute, now we have more, right? We have more money. You know what? I might want that house that we always look at on our walk that's right on the river, right? Or I might want that house that's up the hill that has these awesome mountain views, right? I might want more, even though with what I have right now, this feels awesome. I'm very content with this and I'm very happy in this, you know, in a lot of ways is exactly what we need, Okay. And I told Cora, I'm really not even sure if I could fight it. Like if that became reality, if tomorrow I was giving, given $3 million, no matter how many times someone said to me, Hey, Christina, don't get drawn into this, right? Because you have this, you know, extra money now you're going to want more, but Hey, don't, don't give into it. 
even as much as I knew that or believed it, I'm not sure I couldn't do it. I'm not sure I couldn't go buy the house on the river. or I'm not sure I couldn't go buy the house that has the mountain views. So this consumerism is just kind of one thing that's part of the status quo. That's part of the society that we live in. There's lots of other things within our society that are part of the status quo. And what I see the status quo as is like this, the strongest riptide the ocean has ever seen, right? No matter how much you know it's there, you're swimming in the water and you know there's a current there, it doesn't matter. It's going to continue to pull you in and pull you in and pull you in. Now, here's the thing. Who could get through a strong riptide? If you take my metaphor literally, maybe no one, right? If it was the strongest riptide the ocean has ever seen, maybe no one. But let's you know, say maybe it's not the strongest ever, a really strong swimmer, right? Someone with the skills to get through that riptide because it's something that they've worked on. It's something that they've practiced. It's something, it's a skill that they have. They could get through that riptide, right? This relates back to the status quo. When we work on living an authentic life, when we work on becoming unbound from the status quo, when we reflect and actually take the time to consciously say, hey, what are the decisions I'm making? And are these decisions authentic to me and what I want, right? Knowing that what I want is obviously influenced by a lot of different things, but am I actually thinking about it? Am I actually reflecting on it? This now becomes a skill. It's something that I've practiced and maybe I am able to actually become unbound by it, right? And actually unleash something that feels more like something I have control over, something that feels more authentic, something that feels more like me. I'm definitely not going to sit here and try and claim that we can or really even should go completely against the status quo. Okay. There's probably some things within our society, some cultural norms. And I say probably, but there is, there are some things within our society and within our cultural norms that are good, right? That actually allow our society to like run peacefully. But the question I asked myself and then I'll ask you today is, are you living a life that is not only sustainable for yourself, right? Something that's going to last you for as long as you want to live, but a life that is going to make you feel like you have purpose on this earth, a life that feels good, right? Sometimes that purpose word gets people. They're like, I don't, you know, it feels almost too big. It's almost like when you tell someone who you know needs to like do a little bit more mindful practice, mindfulness practice to go in, you know, go to a silent retreat or even like go to a yoga class. Like that might be too big of a step to start with. Okay. Sometimes asking someone, what is your purpose is a little bit of a too big of a question to start with. So another way to describe that is like, are you living a life that feels good? Does it, does your inner voice like, like what you're doing? Does your gut and your instinct like what you're doing? And at least most of the time, right? Does it like what you're doing most of the time? None of us are perfect. Okay. We're looking for a life that's of your choosing. Okay. Sometimes when we think about authenticity, we think about like, are we wearing the clothes that we want to wear? And like, do we have the hairstyle that we want to wear? Are we wearing the makeup that we want to wear? All these sort of things. And yes, that plays a part of it. But just, you know, in, in the big picture, your day-to-day actions, the steps that you're taking, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, what you're doing for eight hours a day, five days a week, aka your job, your profession, is this of your choosing? And if not, why? 
Why is it not? And how do we get closer to that? How do we get closer to you living a day-to-day life that feels like it is something that you're choosing? Because I will tell you, once you're doing that, once you're living a life that feels like it's of your choosing, my goodness, does the world seem to open up a bit more for you? So there's a power in authenticity that I think we all know, but a lot of us are a little bit too afraid to explore. And yes, I'm calling you out and I'm calling myself out. There's definitely been times and still to this day, there's certain parts of my life where I'm a little bit afraid to explore these certain areas. Even though I know if I take a step in this direction, it's going to feel a bit more authentic. It's going to feel a bit more of my choosing, but it feels risky. It feels not like a step. It feels like I'm jumping from one side of the cliff to the other, right? It feels like, you know, there's all these external factors. What are people going to think? Like, what about the responsibilities that I have? What about the safety of my family? What about X, Y, and Z, right? So I get it. You're not alone. I totally get it. But I think it's important that we recognize this. We all understand that the power of authenticity is important, but I think it's also important to understand like what our fears are and that it's really common to be afraid to even head in that direction. Think about someone that you look up to. Maybe this is someone you know personally or maybe this is some sort of celebrity or athlete. What about them do you admire? One person who comes to mind for me is Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach is someone who I have admired back to my college days, okay? And it hasn't always been just for her athletic performance, which that's obviously a big piece of it. I'm a big sports person. I love kind of all 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 the sports. And she was someone who, when I was at kind of my peak athletic career when it comes to basketball she was too she was dominating on the u.s women's soccer team she was becoming basically the best ever to to play the game she was scoring the most amount of goals she was winning the the uh, world cup she was winning the olympics so there was all of that which obviously played a big part but besides her soccer accomplishments what really stood out to me about abby was that she was really willing to take risks when it came to her being her authentic self and one thing that stood out was her physical appearance. Abby had short hair and not just like any sort of short haircut. She had a haircut at the time, especially in like 2011 or 2012. Not a lot of women had. It was a little bit more masculine than generally a woman's haircut would be. And this really stood out. Nowadays, 2023, it's different, right? There's lots of people, lots of women who have that haircut, obviously, including me. But that really stood out to me as someone who was willing to take a risk on on the biggest stage. The whole world was watching her in the Olympics, in the World Cup, and she was like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to give myself a haircut that is different from anyone else when no one was really doing that at that time. It was not that common. And, you know, I followed suit. I'll say that right before my senior year of college, so it was in 2012, I cut my hair short too. And it was totally because of her. If it wasn't for Abby, I'm not sure I would have had the confidence to do that. So that's someone who I admire. Another example about Abby, she's doing it to this day. She is a host of the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with her wife, Glennon Doyle and Glennon's sister. And they, um, along with the podcast, they post a bunch of stuff on social media. And just recently they were preparing to go to the Taylor Swift concert, which it seems like everyone in the country is preparing to go to the Taylor Swift concert at this, at this point. But 
Abby knows Taylor Swift, obviously, and she knows a lot of her songs, but she really wanted to dive into learning more of the lyrics of Taylor's songs. So she was like printing out papers of all the lyrics and she was trying to memorize them and learn them. And Glennon was posting videos on, on her Instagram of Abby singing these songs. Okay. She was literally singing them, making mistakes, messing up, trying again, trying again, trying again, trying again. And Oh my God, these videos got like millions of views. And guess what? Abby was in such a vulnerable state in these videos, right? She's singing, she's dancing, she's, she's making mistakes, she's looking silly. But this is what people loved to see. These videos were getting more views than even like their podcast clips or really any other videos that they post, okay? So I'm not alone in this. I think that we all really admire authenticity, but it's really hard for us to do with ourselves because it's scary, right? It is literally taking a risk and we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We don't know how other people are going to react, but I'm, what I'm going to try and explain to you today is I think it's going to be worth it. And I think it's going to feel more like you're in control of your life when you start taking steps in that direction, which is going to improve so much of what you have going on. Just to be a bit researched back to here, I, I want to give a few examples of some benefits of living an authentic life. All right. Number one, Improved mental health and well-being. Research actually indicates that embracing authenticity is linked to higher levels of psychological well-being, life satisfaction, and happiness. People who live authentically tend to experience lower levels of stress, anxiety, and depression, leading to a more positive overall mental health. I mean, I mean, I, I don't even know if I have to go over the other ones. That in and of itself is, it should be enough, right? And that, think about all the stress that's out there, all the stress that you feel, all the anxiety, even some people who experience depression, right? Imagine if that could, part of that at least could be relieved by just taking steps in the direction of being a little bit more yourself, right? How cool, you just get to be more yourself and all of a sudden that stress and that anxiety is gonna be reduced, Another benefit of being more authentic is we actually create stronger and more interpersonal relationships. This makes sense, right? Authenticity promotes genuine and meaningful connections with others. When people are true to themselves, they're more likely to attract like-minded individuals and establish deeper and more satisfying relationships, right? Th this makes sense. If I'm more myself and that's what I'm showing to the world, that's what I'm showing to the people around me, and if they stick around, right, and if they want to be around that, that's going to feel more more genuine and a more genuine relationship is going to be stronger. There's going to be more trust involved. Communication is going to be a little bit easier and so on. There's a lot of benefits of being authentic, but one more I'll just throw out there is an enhanced ability to be creative and problem solve, right? Authentic living encourages individuals to tap into their unique perspectives and creativity. Research actually indicates that authenticity is linked to increased creative thinking and problem solving skills as people draw from their genuine experiences and insights. When we think of some of the smartest people in this world or some of the people who have created and invented some of the things that we still use to this day. Steve Jobs, for example, right? Another person I think about, not so much as an invention, but Oprah Winfrey. When she started out interviewing people on this TV show, it was something people weren't really doing, right? This was creative. Nowadays, it doesn't feel that like that because lots of people have followed suit. But in that day, it was. Some of the smartest people in the world are their genuine selves and they've created these things that impact our world today because of it. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we be our authentic selves? It's easy to say, hey, here are all the benefits and we should do this and we should do that, but how? How do we do it, all right? So 
Key number one, the first key to unleashing your authentic path is to be vulnerable, is to find opportunities where you can put yourself out there in the world, whatever that looks like. It doesn't need to be on a big scale. It can be on a small scale. You can put yourself out there in your household or within your career or with your kids or with your friends, whatever it is. But it is to find ways to go out there and step by step be more of yourself by being vulnerable. Maybe you're someone who doesn't express your emotions, all right? And you tend to keep that to yourself. When you're feeling your next emotion, tell someone. Whoever you're with, let them know. Hey, I just wanted to let you know this moment right now has just brought me so much joy. Okay, this doesn't necessarily even need to be a a bad thing, right? Like maybe it is, but sometimes we think about emotions as a bad thing. Let someone know that you're having a a great moment, right? Or maybe it is a sad moment and, and you need a shoulder to cry on. Like go and cry on someone's shoulder. Be vulnerable. Or maybe you have a business idea. Go and give it a try right? Or at least take the first step, start putting a business plan together. Go and start telling someone and see how you feel. Telling someone about a business idea is vulnerable. Okay, believe me, I've done it many times. It's vulnerable, right? To try and like see their reaction. How are they going to react? What are they going to think about this? Um, You know, that's putting yourself out there. One example I have to give, and I think that it has played a big part in my life in general is my coming out process, right? I hope there's a day where we actually, no one has to come out. We don't have to let people know what our sexuality is and who we're choosing to be attracted to and love. You know, I think if there's a day where we don't have to do that anymore, I'd be very happy. But, you know, at the time that I was coming out, I did. And having to have that conversation kind of over and over again with family members, with parents, with aunts and uncles, with friends, et cetera, et cetera, on social media in some way or another, that is vulnerable, right? And I think once we are able to snowball these vulnerable experiences onto each other, one after the other, we start to realize, hey, everything's going to be okay. And the people who genuinely want to be there for us, for who we are and want to support us for who we are, they're going to stick around. And the people who don't, right, hey, just let them go, okay? So that's number one. That's key number one. The second key to unleashing your authentic path is to find a partner in crime, okay? This isn't to say you can't do it on your own. You can, but I think if you looked at most stories of people where they felt like they were able to carve some sort of authentic path for themselves, there was someone else involved, right? And it doesn't necessarily just need to be one person, but there was some sort of support team involved. There was someone who was who was pumping them up. There was someone who was giving them a little bit of help here and there. There was someone who was there for them when they fall, because believe me, we will all fall, right? There's going to be the failures involved. You know, I have to shout out my partner in crime, Miss Cora. She is the person who has ha- who has my back day in and day out. She's the person who I can bounce ideas off of. She's the person who I can tell her how I'm feeling. She's the person who I can tell who, when I'm motivated to do something or when I'm not motivated to do something. And and we push each other, right? Like we do fall into the trap sometimes if we're both not motivated or we're both, you know, overambitious maybe. But for the most part, we keep each other in check, right? And I think having this partner in crime is so huge to have someone who you feel like even when you fail, they're going to be there and to have someone who you feel like believes in you and who feels who it feels like 
they're going to root for you every step of the way is so huge. It's it's at least been huge in my experience. And so I think trying to find someone, like I said, it doesn't necessarily need to be your, your wife or your husband or your romantic partner. It can be a friend. It can be a business partner. It can be a parent. It can be kind of whoever you need it to be. But having this partner in crime, I think, is so big. And then lastly, the third key to unleashing your authentic path. This one's going to be a bit of a wild card. And I'm going to guess that you're not going to be able to figure this one out before I tell you. But I actually think that this one is should be a key to no matter what topic we're talking about. Okay, so I'm throwing it in here as a wild card. But the third key to unleashing your authentic path is getting enough sleep every night. And you're probably like, what, Christina, what does sleep have to do with living an authentic life? And here, I will tell you, all right, when we don't get enough sleep, there's a lot of negative things that happen. And I'm not sure that everyone fully understands that because when I work with clients, just to throw that out there, the amount of people who are not getting enough sleep per night is astonishing. Right, And I think if we all understood a little bit more of the negative effects of that, it might be a bit different. Okay, so here's why I think sleep is such a key to living an authentic life. Number one, getting enough sleep actually enhances our emotional regulation. Okay, when you're well rested, you're better equipped to manage your emotions and respond authentically to situations rather than reacting impulsively due to fatigued induced irritability or mood swing. So this resonates, right? We all know this, like when we're tired, just like if we're overly hungry, but especially when we're overly tired, we're more likely to snap. We're more likely to give responses that we don't really mean. We're more likely to like show personality traits that don't really feel genuine or don't feel like we're in control of them. So this tracks, right? Like how are we supposed to be our authentic selves, which means we are in control of our path and we're being the most me that I possibly can be if I don't have that ability to emotionally regulate. And when you don't get enough sleep, you don't have that ability. Okay. So another reason why I think sleep is one of these keys is sleep provides us clarity of thought and decision-making. So sleep is essential for cognitive function, including clear thinking and effective decision-making. Adequate rest enables you to make choices that align with your authentic values and goals rather than giving in to like uninformed decisions that might not reflect your true true self. So when we don't get enough sleep, it's very hard for us to actually make decisions that are aligned with our values. And I've talked about that many times before, but knowing what our values are, first of all, is important. And then making decisions based on those values and that are aligned with those values is going to make us feel like we are living a more authentic life because we are, okay? But when we don't get enough sleep, it's very hard for us to do this. We don't have enough cognitive function to think clear enough to be like, this is the decision I need to make in order to stay in aligned with my values. So again, this tracks again, why sleep is so important to living an authentic life. There's a lot of reasons here, but one more I will give you is, and I think this one is actually really huge in, I mean, I can see it at least in the world that I'm living in today is adequate sleep can contribute to better self-discipline and boundary setting. Okay. When you prioritize your sleep needs, you're practicing self-care and asserting your authentic requirements, which can extend to setting healthy boundaries in other areas of your life. So it's like, like I was saying before, I think we all understand that sleep is so important, 
But are we good with setting boundaries with ourselves and others to actually get that sleep? And if we're not, then what is that saying, right? It's saying that like we don't have this skill and this is okay, You're not alone if you feel like this is you, but we don't have this skill yet to actually set boundaries to allow ourselves to do what we want and be in control of our life. And isn't that what I said is part of living an authentic life is doing what we feel is right and, and, and feeling like we're in control of our life, right? So they're kind of the same thing. So if we're not getting enough sleep because we're not able to set these boundaries, then that's connected to not living an authentic life. Whereas on the flip side, if we are, if we're setting these boundaries, like, hey, I need to get my sleep tonight, so I, I need to leave, or I need to get my sleep tonight, so I'm turning off the TV for myself, or I'm getting off my phone, or whatever it is. It's like, it's like a, a breath of fresh air. I'm in control. I know what I'm doing. This is what I want. This feels genuine. This feels authentic. So those are the three keys to unleashing your authentic path, being vulnerable, having a partner in crime. And that wild card, that last one is getting enough sleep. Hopefully I convinced you of that one. I think that, like I said, that is like the most important thing. I think more important than nutrition, more important than fitness, even though I think those things are so important but sleep, getting enough sleep can just, it can change our lives more than anything else out there, I believe. So that is what I have for you guys today. But like always, I'm going to leave you with this. Changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I will say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So do a self-check today. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on? 